The Morning Drive podcast from Double T 97.3 is presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. If you want to weigh in on the uh, game last night, you certainly can. There's no real expert analysis other than TCU got the bejeebers beat out of them. But hey, they can say they were there, right? I mean, um, uh, so a couple of people have brought up the uh, the Cotton Bowl um, that Tech played in was technically the 94 season, but, you know, January 2nd of 95 when, you know, USC ran roughshod all over everybody. And um, somebody asked if anybody had gone to that game. I said, yeah, I went to that game. Uh, somebody said, yes, it was horrific. And uh, our friend Robert said he went to that Cotton Bowl game. And, and yeah, I do remember, you know, just being happy to be there, but you would have liked to have, you know, had a little bit more of a game than what you had. And I'm sure the fans for TCU last night would have said the same thing. Yeah, I'm happy to be here. Would have liked just a little bit more of a game than what we saw. Yeah, you don't want to get embarrassed in that situation. You want, you're on the biggest stage and all that good stuff. You you want to kind of validate being there. Mm-hmm. And um, despite the fact they'd had a terrific season and probably have a bit of a bad taste in their mouth because they feel like they were embarrassed a little bit. Yeah. Um, NFL from yesterday. Uh, Probably no surprise uh, to anybody that, you know, follows it, you know, just even briefly when you look at wins and losses and kind of how things are going. But uh, former Tech coach uh, Cliff Kingsbury uh, ending his uh, time there with the Cardinals, they dismissed him yesterday. And then uh, the general manager, Steve Keim, whom Coach Kingsbury was was tied to, uh, he had stepped away already uh, during the season uh, to focus on his health, and now he's stepping away altogether uh, from the organization. Um, uh, Michael Bidwell, the owner, uh, said during a news conference yesterday that Kaim had offered his resignation last week. Um, Kingsbury and Kaim had uh, contracts through the 2027 season, but Kaim had been on a uh, health-related leave since uh, mid-December. Uh, Bidwell said... Financial ramifications of Kingsbury's extension didn't play into his decision to fire him. He said it didn't, and so when you look at it, nobody here is hitting the easy button and saying, let's just keep this thing going. We'll live with the financial consequences. I mean, they owe him like $30 million. Yeah, clearly he didn't worry about the consequences and that he's just trying to win. You know, it's uh, it's interesting because... Because um, that's a lot of money to eat. That is a lot of money to eat. The NFL this summer, or before the season, had put together this presentation for all its teams about, you know, hey, when look at, you know, when you're looking at extensions and looking at firings and here's some examples of deals gone bad, uh, I guess this will be in next year's uh, PowerPoint presentation. Yeah, but I don't, I don't think that's affecting NFL teams at all as far as when they put that presentation out. I think NFL teams are trying to win. So if they feel like the guy they've got on sure. board that they owe money to is not helping them win, they're going to, they're going to move on and pay him to go away. Yeah. Um, the uh, Michael Bidwell also, I don't know if he announced this, but they made it clear that Kyler Murray will have a role in selecting the next head coach. What do you think about that? Well, I, I mean, I it, ultimately I feel like Coach Kingsbury put a lot of faith in Kyler Murray. I mm-hmm. mean, that was his guy. That was who sure. he wanted with that number one pick. And... Ultimately, I feel like the downfall of Cliff Cliff Kingsbury at Arizona has a lot to do with Kyler Murray because 
Murray hasn't taken that next step. Yeah. And um, I, I think that's holding back the Cardinals. I've been a guy that kind of felt like Kyler was was really talented and had a chance to to be a good NFL quarterback. And he's been really inconsistent. And you saw with the last deal that he signed when they had to put in the contract about making sure he was putting in the film work and the and the playbook work that that's not in every NFL quarterbacks. Right. They shouldn't have to question that. Mm-hmm. And so uh, Kingsbury went all in on Kyler Murray. And it, I mean, it feels like with reports recently that that relationship is, is fractured. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, you hear that. I mean, I mean, so, so let me get this straight. Kyler Murray doesn't, Kingsbury puts all his faith in him. He doesn't work hard. He doesn't perform at the level they all want him to. Kingsbury gets fired because you can't fire the quarterback. And then the guy that's not working hard, you tell him what? Oh, yeah, you get to help pick the next guy. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, it's kind of yeah. Kingsbury being fired is as much about Kyler Murray not taking it to the next level as, as sure. any other thing, right? No, no question. I mean, I, I mean, feel like that Coach Kingsbury put a lot into Kyler Murray, and Kyler Murray didn't put anywhere near into Cliff Kingsbury. What Kyler Murray? That's what it looks like from the outside well, looking in. I don't in. mean, I don't want to say put it into Cliff Kingsbury. Put it into being a great quarterback for the Cardinals. No, no, no. But yeah. I mean, just, but just the 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 the, the, the like loyalty a, and the um, you know, faith and uh, all that that he that he gave him. He it doesn't it was, feel like it was he was rewarded. Coach Kingsbury wasn't rewarded by the same you know effort from Kyler Murray. Okay. And the you other, disagree with that? No, you just make it sound like they're dating. Oh okay? no, I don't, I, mean, mean, I don't mean to say it's like, not about. Hey, I want to. I no, want Cliff Kingsbury to no, excel. No, no, it's just I'm the leader of the Cardinals. Uh, I want to make the Cardinals a good football sure. team. I'm going to put everything into it. Okay, let me let yeah. me let me let me restate it. Let me restate it. Maybe maybe Cliff Kingsbury wanted it more for Kyler Murray than Kyler Murray wanted it for Cliff Kingsbury or the Arizona Cardinals or even himself. He just kind of took the money and run. Ran. Yeah. I don't know. The other the other guy that has has some culpability in this is DeAndre Hopkins because he missed like the first six games of this year because of uh, you know some illegal substances and got himself suspended. So that that certainly doesn't help when you know the the receiver that you trade for to help Kyler Murray um, mm-hmm. isn't available. Um, so it it just uh, yeah they've had plenty of guys injured that were key guys and bad luck but, no, but nobody wants to hear that. Hey, so do you think so? JJ Watt steps down and retires uh, at thirty three. Do you think he's really really done? I assume so. Okay, I mean I just wonder if maybe he'd be a guy not necessarily to go back to the Cardinals that you know one of these guys that you know next year or yeah next year you know halfway through the season. It's like, you know, I'm only 33. I uh, didn't win a Super Bowl. This team really needs some help here. Um, they kind of have all the right pieces in the place, and I really like the coach and the coaches and the players. I mean, I don't. I just don't feel like we've seen the last of J.J. Watt. Okay. I can believe you there. You know? Um, I mean, he seems to be a guy that really loves the game, but he also seems to be a pretty big family guy too. And yeah, that's no. why I feel like when mm-hmm. he talks about – being there for his kids and all that, I think it, I feel like it's legit. But seems, and seems he's genuine. also been injured a lot. No doubt. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah no, it gets no doubt. harder and harder to get up in the morning for him mm-hmm. with every one of these injuries. Yeah, no, no doubt. But I mean, if you could kind of, you know, catch the ride, so to speak, you know, halfway I think through he the tried season, tried to do that in Arizona. I think that was his shot. Okay. All right. 
Well, maybe and when it didn't work there, he went, well, not meant to be. Not meant to be. Okay. And uh, so now what's the next step for uh, Cliff Kingsbury? Do you see him in, you see him in the pros or do you see him in the college ranks or do you see him sitting out for a year? Or do you see him going, maybe this football thing isn't for me? Um, I wouldn't be surprised to see him be a coordinator in the NFL. I think that's the best fit for him. Um, but I also wouldn't be shocked to see him sit a year or walk away. Yeah. There's part of me that hopes he just kind of sits a year and gets a chance to recharge his battery. And then, you know, comes back and, uh, you know, uh, I, I, I think being an NFL offensive coordinator is, uh, would be a good spot for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, unless, unless he goes to Alabama and they say, Hey, really, you don't have to recruit. You don't have to make the dials. But, you know, when they when they come to town, we'd like you to talk to the quarterback. Who's the OC in New England? That's that defensive guy. Mike, it's not Mike Patrick, but that the guy that was the coach of the Lions. They made him the offensive coordinator. Yeah, that's Bill Belichick said yesterday he's coming back. So, and Coach Kingsbury spent a lot of time there. Well, some time there as a player. Seems got like injured. Their, their personalities probably would mm-hmm. would fit together. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Mike Patricia, or Matt Patricia, thank you. Mm-hmm. I knew it wasn't Mike Patrick, but Matt Patricia. Same initials. Sure. Matt mm-hmm. Patricia. Matt Patricia. Uh, somebody says, uh, Kingsbury, you're looking to go to New England. We'll see. We'll see. He might, he might end up there. All right, 640. Uh, Who to live there, though? Uh, lots of snow. I mean, you go from Phoenix to Boston. Man, that okay. seems like a that seems like a major lifestyle change that just seems like a uncomfortable level of living that you wouldn't want to do. This is the Morning Drive podcast from Double T ninety seven three, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Time for this day in sports history, tenth day of January twenty twenty three. Already here is Jeff McGuire. You know we like to call them the drunken sports writers for yeah. the baseball mm-hmm. guys. Sure, right? right yeah. Wouldn't you figure that drunken sports writers, sports writers would like a party? You know, isn't that kind of the whole idea? Okay. If you're in that mindset, then you like to party. Well, I'm going to stop calling them the drunken sports writers. They're teetotaling sports writers because they don't like parties. Because in 1945, no one is elected to the Baseball Hall of Fame. Okay. <laughs> they said no parties for you. Okay. 1957. Baseball Commissioner Ford Frick rules that Bing Crosby can keep his token stock in the Detroit Tigers, even though he owns part of the Pittsburgh Pirates. Yeah, there was a big stretch of a long time where you couldn't own multiple sports teams or have interest in them. Especially two in the same league. Pittsburgh Pirates and the uh, Detroit Tigers. Oh, I thought you said Detroit Lions. Oh, okay, gotcha. Yeah, Yeah, that would be a conflict. I gotcha. 1982, the AFC Championship game at Riverfront Stadium took place with the Cincinnati Bengals beating the San Diego Chargers 27-7 in what has been dubbed the Freezer Bowl. Air temperature was minus 9. That's not the story. The wind chill that factored in with wind sustaining at 27 miles per hour was reported at minus 59. Mm-hmm. We'll get your attention. <laughs> no, it wouldn't. I'd be inside looking out, going, huh, it looks cold out there. I'm going to stay here with hot chocolate. 1985, Lenny Wilkins becomes the first coach in to coach 
1,000 NBA games when the Seattle Supersonics defeat the Golden State Warriors 89-86. to I always like the name Supersonics. I did too. If they ever come back, which there is that rumor that they would come back, you know, uh, and have a, a team in Seattle um, that you would, uh, they'd bring back the Supersonic name. That's what we all call them anyway. They mm-hmm. can call it whatever they wanted to. We'd call them the Supersonics. Mm-hmm. 1996. This is a sad day for Cowboys fans. Jimmy Johnson announces as the new coach of the Miami Dolphins. This is after he quit or fired, depending on how you want to, which side of that argument you want to take. And now there was no chance of him coming back. It's National Bittersweet Chocolate Day. I think you're just going to say bittersweet day. Yeah, well, you know, there's a lot of that too. Rod Stewart, 78. Pat Benatar, 70. And George Foreman, 74. And then this day in 1941, Franklin Roosevelt introduces the Lend-Lease Program to Congress. The plan was intended to help Britain beat back Hitler's advance while keeping America's only indirectly involved in World War II. The Lend-Lease Program provided for the military aid to any country whose defense was vital to the security of the United States. The plan thus gave Roosevelt the power to lend arms to Britain with the understanding that after the war, America would be paid back in kind. Congress overwhelmingly accepted the plan, which only staunch isolationists opposed. Roosevelt's program enabled the U.S. military to prepare for the growing threat of Japan on the Pacific flank while helping Britain to contain Hitler across the Atlantic, as it also permitted aid to Europe without committing American troops that might be needed in the Pacific theater. We never got paid either, did we? (laughs) Well, that's not really what was going on. I know, but they didn't pay us back, did they? Well, not really. Not really, yeah. But again, that's not what was really... We weren't really concerned with that as getting being able to get ready for things. No, I got it, but anyway. But that's this day in sports history. 6.49 this morning here on the Morning Drive. Thoughts, comments, Yates Morning Center chat line. Speaking of Jimmy Johnson, he tweeted this out the other day with regard to Zach Thomas, who is uh, hopeful of getting into the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Uh, Jimmy Johnson saying this, I have coached, recruited, or drafted 16 members of the Pro Football Hall of Fame, and Zach, without question, is as deserving as all of them. That's cool. Yeah, that's uh, that's cool. So you hope that, uh, not that he has any influence, but... You know, people respect his opinion. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, and they make these presentations and... So hopefully uh, whoever's making the presentation, you know, you look at uh, Jimmy Johnson, he's a Hall of Famer himself, uh, obviously one uh, at a very high level uh, on the college side and, and on the uh, on the football side. You know, um, just just for a moment to the relationship between Kyler Murray and Cliff Kingsbury, it, he's, it goes back to like the eighth grade, you know, where Kingsbury has known him from camps or – Recruited him when he was at uh, at A and M. Um, obviously, you know, coaching against him, you know, in the Big Twelve, and then and then drafting him. Um, it's it's got to be an incredible disappointment that it didn't work out. Sure, 
you know, on, on so many on so many different levels. But not not just because of their, you know, their relationship or whatever, but because they're competitors and they sure, want to win. Sure, absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. And uh, it just go. It just sometimes sometimes those things don't work out. And uh, and you know, when you're at at that level, uh, the stakes are uh, stakes are extremely high uh, for that. All right, uh, six fifty one this morning here on the morning drive. We'll have uh, Texas Tech basketball for you on the air tonight as they take on Iowa State in Ames. Friendship Girls basketball tonight on Sunny 97.7. That's at 6 from uh, Wolfert tonight. And then tonight from Abilene, the Lubbock Cooper girls and the Lubbock Cooper boys will take on Abilene High School. We'll have, uh, we'll have that for you at uh, 6 on 100.7, the score. Uh, you know, we're speaking of basketball, we were talking about it just kind of came into my brain because um, I was going to follow this up yesterday. We were talking about Georgetown and Villanova playing. They play on Martin Luther King Day. So they play um, on Monday. Monday afternoon is when they're going to play. Okay. And a lot will be made of that because of the you know national championship game from 1985. But neither one of those schools is a, I don't know, shell of its... I guess Georgetown is a shell of itself. Villanova's gone on to win a couple more national yeah, championships. Yeah, Villanova's been good. They've yeah. just had a... They're having a rough year. Yeah. This year. Uh, mm-hmm. It'll be interesting to see if their former coach has some interest in the Texas job. You know, he stepped away and he was done, but maybe he'd be a guy that uh, would have some interest in uh, moving to the state of Texas. And That'd be a good hire. That'd be a good hire. I don't know if it'd be necessarily good for the Big 12. As far as... Well, I guess it doesn't matter because they're for, leaving. So, hey, come, take him and put him in the SEC because they'll, mm-hmm. they'll be gone. So, it, it, you know, supposedly we're going to have a football schedule here in the next week or so, Jamie. That's what you hear. Okay. Um, and this would include Oklahoma and Texas. Um, I have heard that Texas will be on the schedule um, in Austin, but I don't know... Um, about uh, the rest of it, and uh, it kind of sounds like Oklahoma won't be. It'll be interesting. Yeah, the rumors you've been hearing for quite a while that Oklahoma and Oklahoma State won't be. Yeah. Uh, the other thing, the other thing that kind of makes me wonder is, will they announce a, a two-year schedule? Uh, because uh, the commissioner of the Big Twelve the other day said basically nothing has changed with regard to Oklahoma and Texas, and and them uh, leaving the Big Twelve. I mean, I'm sure they said would have said the same thing three years ago. Nothing's changed. We're all here together. Yeah, my guess is that they won't go two years just okay. because they want to be careful that something doesn't change. Okay. Do you think? Do you think this is uh, the last year for Oklahoma and Texas, or do you think they'll they'll be here next uh, in twenty four as well? Yeah, I think they'll be here in twenty four as well. Yeah, I do too. I, I think uh, I think the the hope that this would be a a twelve team league, not. Uh, not going to happen until after Oklahoma and Texas. And by, and by then, you may go ahead and add two more teams. And it may be uh, you know, one of those deals where, okay, since we're going to go ahead and add two more teams, uh, we're going we're gonna to go ahead and do that so that we don't ever have the transition back to a, a 12-team league once we go to a 14-team league. In other words, once we make that 14-team transition, we're going to stay at 14. We're going to add two more teams when Oklahoma sure. and Texas league. That would to me that would make a lot of sense, but we'll see 
when it all comes out. Um, be interesting to see when they punch that button and send it all to everybody. Yeah, 14 seems like an odd number to me. Seems like it's either 12 or 16. Okay. Well, then maybe they go to like 16. An odd number. Maybe they just add four. Well, we shall see. We'll be here to tell you about it. Uh, just before 7 this morning on the morning drive, we'll talk some football. The not-too-early schedule is out, but I also want to go back to this past year and go, did, did they get snubbed by not being in the final top 25? The Morning Drive podcast from Double T 97.3 is presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Thank you for being with us today on Lubbock Sports Station, Double T 97.3 and the Double T 97.3 mobile app. It's presented by <coughs> Happy State Bank. Um, Benchmark Hotline is open as well, along with the Yates Flooring Center chat line. Uh, Alan Bowman's going to go to Oklahoma State. Any thought on that? He's uh, transferred from uh, Tech to Michigan, left Michigan before the college football semifinal, and has landed now at Oklahoma State. Mm, have fun with that. His, uh, I hope for Alan that he can stay healthy, but I don't wish him a whole lot of a su- success. Right. No, I got mm-hmm. you. Right. His orange hair will match the, or his red hair would kind of match the orange of the. He have red hair? Yeah, don't red and orange clash. Yeah, it just seemed like his his red was more orange. Okay, <laughs> that's what that's what it kind of just kind of kind of seemed like that his red was that his red was more was more orange. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe he maybe he colored it a little bit more orange so that when he met with uh, Coach Gundy, he would kind of fit in a little bit more. Maybe so. Maybe put a little maybe put a little, little tinge. Have your uh, daughters done that yet? Done the Hair color change? No. How would that be received? Not well by me. No. Okay. What about when the oldest goes off to college and, you know, starts to experiment a little bit with life? It'll be all right then or no? That she changes her hair color? Yeah. Just, just you know, for grins I, and giggles. I, I mean, I guess when she's off at college, I don't have complete control over it. Right. I mean, I mean even if she wanted to do it now, I, I wouldn't tell her she couldn't do it. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I'm not in favor of it. Yeah, no, I'm, mm-hmm. I understand but, I mean, that. She'll, I mean, she chance, may when she gets over to, to make all sorts of life decisions. When she gets over to LCU, she may go, man, I, I I'm all in here. I'm going to have blue hair. <laughs> I don't think that's going to happen. I want to, I want to show them that I've really got the school spirit here. Nah, yeah, I don't no, think that'll happen. No, okay. Okay. Uh, we'll have college basketball for you tonight. Uh, the other games in the Big 12 tonight, Oklahoma State and uh, Kansas State. They'll play at Bramlage tonight at 6. K-State favored by 5. They're up to 11th in the poll. 11. Mm-hmm. Does that does that seem right? I mean, they're 14-1. and one. They've... Yeah, it seems fair to me. I mean, they've got some wins on the road here in the Big 12 that are pretty impressive. Sure, right? no, no doubt. At, at... at Texas and at Baylor? Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that seems worthy of that ranking. Right, right. Obviously, they're the they're the surprise team of the Big Twelve, right? I mean, it's not even close. Iowa State would be up there as well. Okay, Iowa State is uh, twelve and two. So both uh, of them. I, I don't know which how you could pick one over the other. I I guess I would pick K State more so only because they made a coaching change. Okay, that's fair. You know, um, and. You know, the the thought was that Jerome Tang would get it turned around. And, you know, obviously there's a lot of basketball left. But, man, the, the early returns on what he was able to do with the roster and bringing in, you know, new players and, and then 
coddling them together. Um, and now they're, you know, 14 and one and a real team to be contended with in the Big 12. I think, you know, he's the early favorite to be the Big 12 coach of the year. And uh, they're the early favorite to be, okay, the team that's flipped it the most. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I would give both both teams and no coaches doubt. credit. No doubt. Iowa State and TCU. No doubt. Uh, number two, Kansas plays host to Oklahoma tonight. That's an 8 o'clock tip time. Jayhawks are favored by 9.5. Uh, our game tonight, Texas Tech and Iowa State. Cyclones favored by seven uh, going into this game. We'll have it for you uh, tonight from Ames. Six o'clock, the broadcast time. Seven o'clock, the tip time between Texas Tech and the 14th ranked Iowa State Cyclone. Um, (sighs) Iowa State 12 and two on the season. Um, Let me see if there's anything that just is impressive that stands out uh, tonight uh, for me. Or from uh, Oklahoma, from Iowa State's um, preseason schedule. I mean, they played some real teams, Jamie. They um, they beat um, they beat North Carolina when they were number one, right? And so they I was going to say that starting off, they beat Villanova in overtime, eighty one seventy nine, and then they beat, like you said, North Carolina uh, around Thanksgiving, seventy to sixty five, when they were the number one team in the country. Uh, they also have a win over St. John's. Maybe that's more impressive by name than it is anything else. Uh, because the win over North Carolina obviously tops the chart. They did have a loss to UConn coming off of that North Carolina win, uh, 71-53. to And UConn is where? In the rankings? Ratings? Are they like top five? Yeah. So that's not really a bad loss. No, no, no. Yeah. What, what I was getting ready to say is that UConn is back to being UConn. Yeah, I mean, they're really good. I mean, they had, you know, they'd kind of fallen off the map there. They're, they're one of these schools that just like... You're like, oh, okay, they fall off the map. Oh, okay, now they're back on the map. So, you know, they they certainly have uh, figured it out again. I don't know what's in the water up there. Uh, let's see. <sighs> Latest poll, they're sixth. So they're 15-2 and two, uh, on the season. And speaking of UConn, the UConn women uh, had, to, had to postpone a game because they didn't have enough players. What? Yeah, this past weekend they had to postpone a game because they didn't have enough players. They, uh, the Big East requires you to have seven scholarship players to be ready to play, and UConn had had a couple of um, um, kids get injured, and they it, get to postpone it. And not. Yeah, I don't know. It's not a forfeit. It's it's not. It's not. It's not a forfeit. That seems. I know that seems a little odd, right? Yeah, especially especially given. That Gino Ariema is kind of notorious for only recruiting ten scholarship players. I mean, he can have more, but he chooses to have less. And that's and, interesting. And Ariema is right now um, on the shelf. He's been sick, so he's he's been out for a couple of games as well. So, I guess this is this is the world of post COVID. I guess so. Yeah. He, uh, their game Sunday against uh, DePaul was postponed because they didn't have enough healthy players. So, okay. Anyway, I thought that was kind of, uh, thought that was kind of interesting. Seven twenty-two this morning here on the morning drive. Um, your biggest concern tonight for Tech and Iowa State. 
uh, can you score baskets? Can you make points? Okay. Yeah. Do you have enough players? I mean, we do, but... Yeah, you got enough players. Like, numbers-wise, yes. Mm-hmm. But is Pop going to be there? Is Bacho going to be there? Are either one of them going to play? That's my biggest concern. I would say probably... I, I'm going to guess here and just say... One yes, one no. No on both. <laughs> you say no on both? I'm going to guess no on both. Yeah. But I'm confused as to why. About the whole Pop thing. But just Coach Adam said yesterday he thought both were doubtful. Yeah. Right? So... Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm just gonna go. I'm going off of that. You're, because the, the and I think your <laughs> I think your your thought process is valid in that. Okay, didn't go to the game on Saturday, from what we understand, um, but yet flew to Ames yesterday. And what's the difference between flying and being in an arena? And maybe that's the noise. Well, and the I think there's and, a huge there's yeah. a huge difference between yeah. those two. I'm just saying, like it just doesn't feel. It, it, if you worried about a guy with concussion issues, it just doesn't feel like putting him on a plane would be the best thing, number one. And number two, if you were worried about that on Saturday, isn't he going to be in a loud, packed arena tonight? Yeah. I and mean, so that, that, that's why it's confusion. But I don't. I, I hope I don't come across that I'm questioning anybody. No, 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 no. no, I, no, I, I, mean, think, I think the no, medical I th- staff knows. I'm, I'm sure they know what they're doing. Sure. And maybe he's... Uh, he's progressed enough to be okay right. in the arena mm-hmm. and to fly, but he's still not progressed enough to be ready for contact. Yeah, no. I th- okay. I th- and, and so that's, that's all I'm going on. No, I think here. all that what you're saying is, 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 is accurate and fair. And, uh, it's interesting. I mean, I've never had a concussion per se. I, I don't, I guess I had a concussion when I fell off my roof, but I didn't really, I don't know if this, what, what this says about me is that I didn't really feel any difference. So I don't know if I'm just concussed, you know, like permanently concussed. This state of concussion that I live in. I'm not really sure, dude. You know, if there's a if there's I don't a have difference answers for that. If there's a difference, does that <laughs> make need sense? Need a different degree. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Bobby Hot Dog says this. Do I get an honorary mention? Nailed it for my 56 to three prediction for last night. Yes. Yes. Yes, yeah. Bobby. You crushed it. Mm-hmm. I don't even think it's an honorary. I think it's just you nailed it, Bobby. So, uh, so great job. Jamie's got a question of the day for us next for you, me, Jeff, our fine listening audience. Your daily dose of sports and fun. This is the Morning Drive podcast from Double T 97.3, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Jamie's question of the day on Double T 97.3 is presented by Bizarre Solutions. Call them today for a free cybersecurity audit. All right. Uh, what you got for us there, Mr. Uh, Mr. Linta Rooney? All right. I want you guys today mm-hmm. to power, fi- a power rank the top five teams that have a chance to win the Super Bowl. Oh, top With their mm-hmm. odds or, or like who have the best chance. Okay. So probably what we so should. put them in order. Like five four three two one or one two three four five. You do you. You know I'm hearing more and more commercials that end with you do you. I'm beginning to think that you've got a side job uh, writing uh, creative commercials uh, on a national basis. I do not have okay. any side jobs. Okay. Well, I just I I just uh, I just wondered about that. All right. I have um, one actually. I have one side job. Okay. Yep. Okay. Uh, all right. So am I? Uh, I'm just gonna I'm gonna be uh, I'm gonna be a homer. And just say, uh, my Kansas City Chiefs are uh, number one. The number one, 
team to uh, I think win the Super Bowl at this at this point in time. Um, I think a team that could uh, beat them is uh, the San Francisco 49ers. So I'm going to put Chiefs one, San Francisco two, um, three. I'm trying to get this. Okay, three. I'm going to go with the Philadelphia Eagles. I'm going a little chalk here. Um, no, I'm going to say three. I'm going to go Buffalo. I'm going to say three Buffalo. One, one, two, three, and then Eagles are four. And then five for me is going to be Cincinnati. So I'll go Chiefs, 49ers, Buffalo, Eagles, and Bengals. Jeff? Okay, so... Reason being that I'm doing this is because of their path. Kansas City Chiefs won. I'm going to go 49ers 2. We'll then go the Eagles 3. Bills 4. Bengals 5. So we Bengals are going to have to beat, in theory, both the Bills and the Chiefs in order to get there. Mm-hmm. That's a harder path than say San Francisco, where they only have to either beat the Eagle, beat basically beat the Eagles, kind of concept. Like I don't think the Eagles are the best, second best team, but they have an easier path than the Bills do. You go through the Chiefs, if that makes sense. Yes, I, and I'm I'm thinking along the same lines as Jeff here. Kansas City at number one for me. Number two, I'm going to go Philadelphia. I think by the time they get to the NFC title game. Philadelphia will have things figured out. And Jalen okay. Hurts will be more healthy. They'll be healthier and mm-hmm. they'll be back to being a, a you know the football team that they were. Okay. And I gotta be honest with you. Um, um San Francisco's look really, really good. That defense is really, really good. I, I'm just nervous about uh, a rookie quarterback like sure. that. No, and, I think that's and, fair. So um I'll put Philadelphia two, I'll put San Francisco three. Um and I, I think Cincinnati is the second best team in the NFL. But I'm putting them at four uh, because they, they have to beat the Chiefs again, and I just don't see them beating them a third time in a mm-hmm. row. Okay, I just I just don't. So I'll put Cincinnati at four and Buffalo at five. So we all have the same five, just in different order. Different order, yeah. Yeah, and I don't know that there's anybody else. Is there another team that outside of those top five that you think has a shot? Tampa Bay because of Tom Brady um, would be one. Um, I couldn't be more against you two on this. They're not good. I, I know, but I mean, it's just, I we're... don't disagree with you. They are not a good team. When the Cowboys lose on Monday night, it's going to be embarrassing. It's going to be pathetic. It's going to be miserable for an entire offseason, but it's going to happen. I think, you know, based on what happened Sunday in Washington, I think if the Cowboys get beat, uh, by Tom Brady and the the Buccaneers, I think I think you're going to have a coaching change. I wouldn't be shocked by that, but I don't think that they're going to get beat. And I think that Sean Payton will be they'll be looking for visors with a cowboy logo on it, a white. He likes white, a white visor with a blue cowboy logo, and uh, he'll be he'll be fitting that around his head. What are we going to talk about if? Chuck can't speculate on A, Mike McCarthy being fired, and B, 
um, Sean Payton. Sean being, Payton becoming the new Cowboys. Head coach. If some. he's the new head coach, what are we going to talk about? I'll find something. Yeah, I'll, I'll find I'll find something. Uh, Pepsi Man says uh, Chiefs, Bills, Bengals, 49ers, and Cowboys. Well, Pepsi Man, I thought the Cowboys were going to the Super Bowl last week. What happened in winning the number one seed? Uh, somebody says this to me: San Francisco too. Weren't they your surprise team yesterday? Yes, yes. They, they, I mean, you can be a surprise team and then then all of a sudden elevate to number two. You open up your eyes and go, whoa. Yeah, I just with the, the injuries on the defensive side of the football, I mean, big-time players on the defensive side for Buffalo, I just give them no chance of beating Cincinnati or Kansas City. Uh, somebody says this, uh, Cincy is going to win the Super Bowl. Again, I think they're the second-best team in the league. It's just hard for me to think they're going to beat Mahomes and the Chiefs three times yeah. in a row. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. Seattle at San Francisco on Saturday. That's a 3.30 kick. And then the Chargers at Jacksonville. It's a 7.15 kick on Saturday. Sunday, it's a triple header. Woohoo! Miami at Buffalo. Minnesota hosting the Giants. And Baltimore at the Bengals. Super wild card weekend, Jamie. Super. Super wild card weekend. And then uh, the Monday night game. God, I hate this. Hate this, hate this, hate this, hate this, hate this. Uh, Dallas at Tampa Bay, uh, seven fifteen kick. I just don't think they should be playing playoff games on Monday night. But it is what it is. Uh, this, if Peyton ends up in Dallas, come to terms with Dak will be gone and Brady will be in uh, Dallas. How, how do they get rid of Dak and his contract? I don't know. How do they make that work? I don't I, it, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how you do that. If you're Peyton, though, doesn't the Texans' job look better with the number two overall pick and getting to get your quarterback from the beginning and build that from the ground up with a lot of draft resources available for the next couple of years? Yes, but he he said on NFL on Sunday on Fox. Does Sean Peyton want a, a rebuild project? Or does he want a team he thinks he can win with in the next couple of years? I don't know. Well, I what, mean, you, getting your guy from the very beginning might yeah. be appealing. It's not like there's a quarterback controversy in Houston. They don't have one. What he said, though, on Sunday was it's it's for him more about fit with ownership and things like that. So, in other words, you know, I, and I don't know if this means how much does ownership meddle or how much does ownership stay out or is this a, a resource issue because, I mean, you have two different types of owners in in Texas right now with what the Bills have what the what the Texans have and what the Cowboys have. Texans you you barely hear from their owner. You do a little bit, but not anywhere near to the level that you hear from Jerry Jones. And who knows? You know, Sean Payton may may want may want a guy like Jerry Jones because he knows that the resources will always be there. You know, uh, but then he may not he may not want that. And then Den- Denver's also in play. Sure. But they're, the NFL is treating Sean Payton like he's a, a a coach that's under contract right now because, in essence, he is. Yeah, there's got to be a draft pick that's going to be sent to so in, to the to the Saints. So in essence, if he signs with somebody. He he really can't have conversations with anybody for a little bit more time. Uh, and he's been, I guess, he can have them with uh, with Denver, but that's that's about it right now. So it'll be it'll be nice to see if Denver is willing to give up a first-round draft choice, or if the Texans would be, or if the Cowboys would be, if it comes to... Uh, and then there's also this 
Wild thought that he would go back to the Saints. Just have a hard time believing that. That would be weird. It would be weird. Yeah. It would be weird. <clears throat> uh, let's see. Pepsi Man. Hey, Jeff, do you want to bet lunch that my Cowboys beat your Buccaneers on Monday? They're not my Buccaneers. I'm, just... I'm a Cowboys fan, too. And no, I'm not betting lunch on somebody who can't show up on the chat line the day after the Cowboys <laughs> lose. Mm-hmm. Uh, Texans job is the worst in the NFL, Jeff. They have been driven into the ground lately. Four coaches in four years is crazy. Your daily dose of sports and fun. This is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3. Presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Thank you for being with us today on Lubbock Sports Station. Double T 97.3 and Double T 97.3.com. We come to you from the First United Bank studio in downtown Lubbock and uh, look forward to hearing from you today on the Eighth Point Center chat line and the Benchmark Hotline. We will have Red Raider basketball for you on the air tonight at 6. The tip tonight at 7 from Ames, Iowa. So uh, look forward to hearing um, the ball game tonight here on Double T 97.3. Give you a quick uh, weather forecast uh, for Ames, Iowa. Not that you're going there or looking for one, but Current conditions, 27, feels like 22. No, uh, doesn't look like any precept. I don't know if they have any on the ground there or not. Um, but it can uh, can be a little wonky. There's a, when you go into Hilton, you have to walk down a ramp to go into it. So it's, um, you know, if it's icy or whatnot, it uh, makes for a little interesting walk going down into uh, the arena. Uh, it's one of the few places where uh, Norman is like that as well, uh, but not quite as steep a ramp as it uh, is in is in Ames. Okay, so there you go. Um, here's my here's my question for you. We'll we'll get to some more uh, basketball, but um, you kind of led me. I, I was already in my brain to do this, and you kind of brought up something during the during the break. But my question was based on the outcome of last night's game. Does um, does it hurt the Big Twelve in any manner overall, or is it just one of those deals where, hey, on this uh, night Georgia was just substantially better, uh, TCU just happened to be the team that they were playing, they happened to be in the Big Twelve, or are people going to try to say, well, see, there you go, SEC superior over the Big Twelve, Big Twelve doesn't belong in a championship game. Um, I don't think last night was a good look for the Big Twelve conference, right? But does it? Ex- how does it affect them? I don't think it affects them at all. Yeah, I think it puts them above the Big Ten since they beat the Big Ten champ to get into the mm-hmm. uh, college football playoff championship. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if it hurts the Big Twelve, it kills the Big Ten. Anybody want to do that? Okay. And I, then I, you think that people across the country because TCU beat Michigan are like, oh, my bad. <laughs> Big Twelve is better than the Big Ten. No, I don't. No. I, d- I don't. No. I don't. I'm, I'm, I don't think that had any effect on what people think of the pecking order in college football is, and I don't think last night had any effect. Okay. Uh, if I you, mean, TCU was a – I mean, you heard even like, it's like they're starting the game. There's the Horn Frogs running out on the field looking to shock the college football world. We got what we expected. Maybe we didn't expect it to be that bad. Mm-mm. But 
No, I, I don't think it's changed. I don't think anything changed. Okay. I mean, the Big 12, <laughs> besides TCU's win in the college football playoff, won one other game in the Big 12. That was Texas Tech. Yeah. And, and so, I, I mean, I, I don't think that the Big 12 has been elevated because TCU getting there. Yeah. Couldn't you just turn around and go, oh, yeah, well, what happened to those other seven games? Sure. No, no question. And, and if, and, you know, you look at the two high profile ones, right? And what did I just tell you the number was with Bama versus K State? It was like 125 champ, or something. To, 110 to 27, I believe. Yeah. Okay. You could also, okay, well, if we're going to go Big 12 against SEC, do we get to put Tech versus Ole Miss in there? We get to count that one too. You should be able right? to. Right. Because yeah. that would even things out a little bit, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, I mean, we can't just pick all the ones that the SEC beat the Big 12 and say, right. well, that proves. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think anything's affected. But the pecking order of the, the, the games that matter the, in this stuff is, is in the regular season, it feels like to me. It's not the bowl games because we don't know which team is. I mean, do you feel like Texas Tech, how much did they win the game against Ole Miss by? Like what? 20 something. Yeah, do you 20 think they something. were 20 something points better than Ole Miss? No. No, I don't. No. It was I think one team really wanted to be there and one team didn't and or one team didn't prepare as well as the other. And that I give Coach McGuire and his staff a ton of credit for having the guys ready to play. That given night you were that number of points better, but Sure, mm-hmm. sure. But I, I don't think that. I mean I don't and so I mean eh, Ole Miss was kinda they were limping to the finish line there with their losing streak at the end of the season. So maybe you were. I don't know. maybe you were. But I, I just I just don't think what goes on in the playoff because you beat Michigan. Everybody's like, well, that just proves that everybody in the Big 12 is, you know, that, that conference is more quality than ever, than the Big 10. I, I don't think it's that case at all. Do you think the Big 12 gets an unfair um, rap because of uh, the style of offense that's played and maybe the style of defense that has been played? I think it's gotten better over the last couple of years. Or do you think it's a, a an earned rep, an earned kind of, you know, hey, look, they're a little tricked up. I I don't know. I mean, everybody, it's it's like um, it's like when you're recruiting negatively. Every every school has positives and negatives, right? Mm-hmm. And I think every conference has conference has positives and negatives. I mean, we could say. Well, our depth is better in the Big 12 than it is in the SEC because some of those teams at the bottom of the SEC are terrible, mm-hmm. okay? But is that, does that mean that we're going to say that the Big 12 is better than the SEC? No, I don't think so. I think you could say the same thing about the Big 10. I mean, obviously, Ohio State and Michigan are really, really good football teams, right? And they are almost every single year, it seems like. Um, and they would have had their way with the teams in the Big 12 Conference in the regular season, in my opinion, Okay. Um, but but I, I'd like to think that the Big 12 has more depth than the Big 10 conference. So I, I just, I don't know. I, I, I don't know if we're treated unfairly because of the style of offense that we play or whatever. I, I don't I don't know what it affects, to be completely honest with you. If it affects anything. Yeah, I mean, except yeah. for what fans think, which affects you none. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, let's see. This from the Yates Morning Center chat line. For a change, the semifinal games were much better games this year. Yes, no Absolutely. question. Absolutely. And the championship game was a laugher. Uh, usually it's the other way around. Although there have been some times where the championship game has been a laughter. Not to the extent that, that you had um, last night. Uh, this person says, looks bad for UT and OU going to the SEC. Yeah, but that, 
that look was a long time ago. I mean, it, it is what it is. I mean, um, you know, you could you, you might be able to make a case that the Big Twelve will be a more competitive league. I mean, look, no, at, I think you're reading that one wrong. I think he's saying it looks bad for for the Texas football program and the Oklahoma program going to the SEC, where the SEC folks are saying oh, we just beat your I got you. best team sixty. Five to seven, mm-hmm. and you guys couldn't beat them. I got you. Okay, yeah. that's. I think. I, I okay. think that's what that texture okay. means. Yeah. No. And and yeah, I think that they're in for a hard. Um, they're in for a hard life. You know, they're not, especially Texas, which has been used to setting the rules, and now they're going to have to go sit at the little kid table because Alabama sets the rules. At least as far as football is concerned, right now. Football is what matters. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, Texas doesn't get to kind of bully everybody around anymore um, because they've taken the they've taken the big check. Uh, Same thing with uh, same thing with Oklahoma. I'll be real interested to see how that all that plays for them. You know, you don't. But don't don't you think they'll do or maybe I don't know. Do you think they'll get a recruiting boost out of going to play in the SEC? I don't know that. I mean, it feels like the Longhorns. I mean, and Sooners recruit extremely well already. Yeah. So, I mean, are they, is it possible for them to get a big jump from where they already are? I don't know. Maybe it will be. Maybe it won't. I'm not sure. I think their competitive battle just got more difficult. Um, and for them to be, you know, the, the, the king of the hill, so to speak, um, even though they really haven't been in the Big 12, but I guess Oklahoma has been to a degree, but Texas has certainly been disappointing. I don't think I don't think it's going to get any easier for him. I think it's getting a, a whole lot tougher for him. This has been the Morning Drive podcast presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Check out our library of Double T 97.3 podcasts at double T 97.3.com.